Doubt you already know what this show is called. Tell me, is this podcast the cream of the crop? The cream yeah. of the crop. Is it too hot to handle? Too cold to hold? Yeah. Yeah, it's all of that. Do you want to know the name of it, Macho Man? Oh, yeah. It's called Balls. Dig it. Sports podcast. It is the podcast with balls about balls. But I've always worked on my uh, 105.1 um, smooth jazz and R&B voice. And you already know who it is uh, kicking it with you right now. It is the one, the only Nelzy P. You have the rasp for it too. Yeah. So like your voice is suited for it. Um, and I'm always here for you whenever you need it. Just give me a call. Woo-hoo. All right, you better make stop. it happen. You better stop or I get hard. <laughs> Don't you dare do this. Don't you dare make me hard. <laughs> um, oh. At this point, Dylan would usually be saying some shit like we've taken it too far, but yeah, he's, he's, he's not he's here not right here. now. Thank goodness. So when um, he listens to the show himself, he's going to be like, y'all like, boo. Uh, he will be calling in, hopefully. Uh, With his ugly. Ain't it? So uh, in the meantime, we're going we're gonna to hold it down. Uh, yeah, man. We, we got no choice. I mean, I think we're going to do some some stuff for y'all. Um, you know, uh, I'm actually very excited about this episode just because uh, you guys are going to start seeing some subtle changes in the show because, you know, we're always for progressing and trying to just, uh, you know, do new things to, to keep our listeners entertained. So we're just here, man, just enjoying our time, enjoying our lives, and we hope that you enjoy what we got for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, all we really want to talk about is good sports and, and balls. It's kind of really what we want to talk about. I love talking about balls. I thoroughly enjoy talking about balls. Um, fuzzy balls, little balls, big balls, round balls, white balls, brown balls, green balls. Um, blue balls? Blue balls. Yeah. Um, yeah. Acute balls, obtuse balls, oblong balls. Uh, ugly balls. And ugly balls. You said acute. And acute balls and, <laughs> and an ugly balls. balls. Um, what else? Uh, just balls in general. Uh I think I covered all the balls that I could possibly cover in in that in that uh, period of time. All right. So well, it's uh, episode eighty one. It is eighty one. Um, Randy Moss. You know the only Terrell Owens. He's always going to be in eighty four to me. But I feel you. I feel you. I, I had to. I had to take it. My, I have to. My favorite eighty one. Tim Brown. Tim Brown. I, that's why I didn't say I let you I, have I it. I appreciate you. Um. Tory Holt. Um, Tory Holt. I was actually going to say that. Um. I'm trying to think. 
There were other 81s that... Dick Night Train Lane. Dick Lane. He actually still has the uh, record for most interceptions in a season with 14. He had 14 picks in a season. And I don't even think they were doing 16 games at that time. I think he had like a pick a game averaged, which is unbelievable. Because I think it was 14 games in a season. So uh, that's that's a good one, actually. Legend. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm uh, really trying the to only think. current... 80 like relevant 81 is uh Kelvin Benjamin. Really? Yeah. Isn't what's his name? Um what is the name of the tight end for uh the Rams? Does he wear 81? Oh yes, Everett, Everett. But, Everett. but he had one he had one decent year yeah. so. I guess that wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily I feel like you know this him. this new age everybody they're rocking more the teens. You know but the, but the thing about it is is I think what what it boils down to also is didn't Art Monk wear eighty one? Art Monk wore eighty one. Yeah. Jackie Smith wore eighty one. I think I think what it is is that when it comes to the number eighty one or the eighties in general, it's such a populated number. Mm-hmm. Right? So being able to have your number be your number is pretty dope. Like for example, when I think of eleven, I, I think of Julian Edelman. When I see thirteen, I think of uh um, Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. um, Keyshawn Johnson wore number nineteen. I think he might have been one of the first players to wear um, a number. And I mean, if you think about it, <clears throat> Deshaun Jackson wore ten, did he not? So Deshaun Jackson is ten. So you still have twelve, fourteen for the most part, because Jarvis Landry went back to eighty, fifteen, sixteen, eighteen, nineteen. You still got those up for grabs as far as receiver numbers are concerned. So, I mean, yeah, I, I like I, when they started adding the team numbers, I really liked it actually as, as a thing. Um, but 81 is, is, is a really solid number, honestly, um, in the league. Um, I don't know. I, I like 81. I think when we go into like 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88. Yeah. I think we're gonna have more. Yeah, we'll have more, more numbers today. Yeah, way more numbers. Um, so speaking of eighties and whatever, um, Gronk retired. Rob Gronkowski yeah. retired. Yeah. Um, to be honest with you, I'm. I think that was a great business move on his part. For sure. Um, he saved all fifty four million dollars that he earned. Yes. He's been using endorsement money to pretty much pay for his lifestyle. I, I think so. it's also telling how how banged up. Oh, he was getting beat he up. Because he walked away from $10 million. Because yeah. he, was, he was gonna get another $10 million for he's, this next year. He was getting beat up. Um I, I think what, what it is too, where where Gronk, not even Gronk, like a lot of Patriots in general get get messed up at is the fact that they don't watch a lot of games. And if you really think about it, the Patriots have played a lot of football in the last four or five years. Um how many since twenty what fourteen they've made it to four Super Bowls? Mm-hmm. So that's guaranteed at least what uh, you have sixteen game season. <clears throat> they they don't usually do wild card. They they usually win the division. So skip that. So they have divisional, conference, and Super Bowl. So that's nineteen games, at least four times in the last seven years. It's a lot of football. It's true. It's a lot of football. Um, I think Gronk made a good decision. I'm not going to say I'm shocked. I thought he was going to come back for at least one more year considering that they won the Super Bowl. But, I mean, shoot. You can tell by his performance this year that he really wasn't at 100%. Right. I think his size played a part. He was still able to play well because of his size. I think that's the reason why they resorted more to the run game. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the Patriots knew what they had. 
And he knew that Gronk was always going to be more or less a decoy. And on top of that, he's a good blocker. Mm -hmm. So if he's not able to go out for routes and we need him out there on the field to kind of keep things honest, block. I think that I think ultimately that's what it boiled down to. Um, personally, again, I, great decision. Yeah. I, I hope he starts that trend with a lot of players looking out for themselves. And I have a hot take for that, actually. Oh, I got one too. <clears throat> I think that players retiring seven, eight, nine years is a great thing for the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think it's better for turnaround. I think more players have an opportunity to play. And... Um, and I also keep think it keeps the product fresh. Right. You stay healthy, it keeps the product fresh, and now it's going to have NFL players really more focused on financial literacy and being financially intelligent. Hold on to your money. Like, right. there's no reason why For you're sure. not retired. I mean, he didn't have the best contracts, but he's got $54 million. Yeah, they had to, they had to <clears throat> like, uh, restructure his contract pretty much every year just to give him, like, since he wasn't getting as much in money, like more incentives and things like that, that he would have to get as far as instead of a base salary, um, you know, which is the Patriot way pretty much. It's, I mean, it, it, that, that's what it is. But I mean, at the end of the day, like, although he doesn't have the big paycheck, mm-hmm. I would much rather have three Super Bowl rings. To be, to be honest, I would much rather have three Super Bowl rings. I, I know the money is great, but... Yeah, so I mean, it's good. It's good that he's, uh, you know, retiring. Arguably, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, of all time. You still got other people like Tony Gonzalez in the conversation. I think statistically, he can't be that. But for what for what he was, and and how he played football, it's hard. And the to, fact that he had no legitimate weaknesses. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to argue against. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you that, can't really say he's not the greatest of all time. Right. No bias. I feel like Gronk is one of those players that we haven't seen in a while where I don't think it matters what team he goes to. Yeah. I think I think he's superseded the quote unquote Patriots system. Yeah, I think and, any and team you can't, would have put can't, him you on. You can't say that about many tight ends. Like right. I would say that about Tony Gonzalez. I feel like he's the same kind of guy. You put yeah. him on a team, he's gonna be Tony Gonzalez. Absolutely. Um I like I, I think Tony Gonzalez in him is definitely on that argument. Yeah. As far as, because I'm really going down the list of tight ends. And. Like, there's some great ones, but. Antonio Gates is there too, yes. but. Eh, it's I more mean, of a stretch. I mean, right, exactly. Yeah. There is one that I'm missing. Oh, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was really good. He got two Super Bowl rings. Mm-hmm. I think Shannon Sharp just gets. He always got eclipsed by Tony Gonzalez. However, his numbers is. is Comparable. Right. You know, um, and, and I think that uh actually I want to look up those stats. I actually want to look up Shannon Sharp. Well why why you look up those stats, I'm gonna give you a hot take of my own. Let's let me hear it. I think he comes back. Um I I don't think it'll be next season. Um I think it'll either be a situation where maybe it's next year after he's had a year off and he's like, Man, you know, I'm feeling good, you know, I got more in the tank, you know, I got that itch. Or I could see a situation where Tom and Bill have a conversation with each other like, hey, I think next year is going to be my last year. All right, me too. Let's call up Gronk. Hey, you want to get the band back together one more time? Let's give it one more shot. You that know, would be and crazy. Ride off into the sunset that, together. That, that's never happened in football. So I that think, would, that I would think, be dope. I think that would be something that could happen. Uh, but I, I don't think he is done just because I feel Gronk is still very youthful and – 
I feel like he's impulsive at times, and I think he knows right now his body needs uh, to stop. Um, he needs but, some time. Yeah, but who knows what do you know, a year of time off? Shit, Marshawn was done. <laughs> Marshawn was done, done, had lying. no desire to come back. He's like, I'm good, don't need to play football no more. He really didn't. He's like, <laughs> oh, the Raiders are leaving. Eh, maybe I can come back real quick for a couple years. So just play, just play, play that dream football, man. Where there's really no worries, and if I get hurt, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a clear. Um, all right, let's see. So, Tony Gonzalez played 17 years, um, fifteen thousand one hundred twenty-seven yards and one hundred eleven touchdowns. Um, Shannon Sharp played 14 years, ten thousand and sixty yards and sixty-two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So yards a game, Shannon Sharp averaged 49. Tony Gonzalez averaged 56 and had way more touchdowns. So statistically, Tony Gonzalez is the man. Yeah. Period. Yeah, I would say the only conversation is those two. Yeah, Gronk. Like it's, and everyone yeah. else is. Yeah, Gronk and it's Gonzalez. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a space. And honestly, between, yeah. what you're saying is with Gronk is what could have been. Like what happens if Gronk was able to play 17 years right. at his he's, peak? He's, only, he's not even 30 yet. No. So I'm, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where he's already honestly, he's already at about ten thousand yards. It, it's crazy so. because his gift ended up being what cut his career shorter than it. His size, you know, so yeah, yeah, you know, because he was a huge target. I mean, oh. I, I encourage anybody who's listening to this if you have not yet and you want to see somebody take a beating, just put big hits on Gronkowski. Oh, and put and just watch it. Oh, on he, gets, he gets he gets he gets annihilated. And I think he's vastly underrated in his blocking ability, too. I said he was the best blocking yeah. tight end in the NFL. I told people that. I said, I think. Because you don't his, see that on his highlights. Right. I, I tell people, I think his blocking is better than his pass running and pass catching. I mm-hmm. think his blocking is really. Honestly, the Patriots don't get to the Super Bowl without his blocking. Yeah, for sure. He's not scared to take on DNs, whoever. He's like, taking he, on. Usually they line him up across yeah. the best DN on that team. I mean, we saw what he was doing with the Rams. We saw what he was doing with the Chiefs. Because yeah. you're not going to body You Gronk. can't. And that's 6'7", 280 pounds, yeah. 270, whatever he was. No. It's not going to happen. So, you know, best wishes to Gronk. Yeah. Appreciate you for, for an sure. awesome career. Yeah, if you are if you are done, I put you as number one. I have you as a go. So, yeah, personally. So. Great career. Yes, sir. So, I mean, I, um, I was looking at the, uh, the draft. Yeah. And um, FAU Come had their draft day. I saw. And I was disappointed by somebody. Um, Devin Singletary? Yep. Yeah, he didn't He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. And I think that was a big mistake on his part because his combine was poor. His combine was poor. But I think he what it is. Slow, I think he should have at least ran the 40. I think but what happens. What, that's what I was about to say. What happens yeah. if he didn't do a better 40 time? Right. Maybe, he's, he, maybe he already knows where he's going. And maybe he's happy with where he's at, so he's not going to try to ruin it. But a I name... Like it, I feel like his stock has fallen, though. It has. I think he's he's more of a fifth-round guy. But there is a running point. back that has upped his stock. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if you remember, Dylan and I was talking about this. I don't remember if it was on the show. I don't remember if it was off, off, off air. I'm not sure. But we were talking about how there was another running back behind Singletary that was snapping. And we went to a game and watched him and was snapping. And I remember us being like, yo, who is this guy? Right. Right? So the name is Kareth White. 
Mm-hmm. I just wanted to run some stats about you real quick. So first and foremost, Devin Singletary is 5'7", 200 pounds. Kareth White is 5'10", 197 pounds. So he's a taller mm-hmm. back, about the same size. Right. Um, he ran a 4'3", 6'40". 4'3", 6'. Just fast. He has a 42-inch vertical leap. Dang. And he benched 15 times. Oh, that's good. So he's... And they put the same weight for everybody, right? 225. Yeah. He did 225 15 times. So <laughs> he's going to get some phone calls. And I, and yeah. I think I think he's going to be all right. Um, there was a couple of players um, that did do pretty well. Um, Aziz Alshair, who's like our star linebacker, he didn't do the 40-yard dash of vertical or the bench. He just kind of showed up and got measured. Um, I think he's going to get picked up regardless. Um, top performers, you had Shelton Lewis. Shelton Lewis is a corner. He is, <clears throat> let me see, where is he? 5'10", 179 pounds. A little on the small side, but he ran a 4'5", 36-inch vertical leap and did 15 reps, which isn't terrible. Um, I was kind of keeping an eye on everybody that I knew had a chance to get picked up on draft day. Um, I feel like this year might be the year that we finally get a lineman on the board. We've not yet to have a lineman on the board. And we have a lineman who was, if I'm not mistaken, a freshman All-American. And he was a Conference USA selection. So um, his name is Reggie Bain. Um, I mean, he did good for what it's worth. I mean, 6'4", 299 pounds. He ran a 5'340", 28-inch vertical leap, and 20 reps, which which was pretty good. Uh, I think I think that FAU actually has some good talent. And, shockingly enough, all 32 teams were in attendance. Really? For the pro day, yes. That's interesting. Yes. Good for FAU. So... Boom, That's boom, always a good boom, sign. Boom, clap, clap, FAU. Woo. Exactly, <laughs> bro. We're, we're, it's coming around. And I think I think as as facilities start getting better, as you know, we've, we've been on the campus before, and we know they're building that new mm. a- athlete, athletic village or whatever that's right next to the football stadium. I think facilities matter. I think the fact that there's lack of facilities at FAU that they're fixing now because they have Lane over there, and the only way they're going to keep Lane is facilities. I think what's coming next is an indoor practice facility, personally. And yeah. I think coaches push that. That's why FAU basketball hasn't had no new facilities since we've yeah. been there. That is that so, is what they're building right next to the stadium. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little athletic facility. Correct. I think they're I think they're gonna add a little indoor practice facility soon. You got to, man. Yeah, I mean you gotta you keep got up. To. You gotta keep yeah. up and you, and you wanna you wanna level up. You're in conference USA right now, so the next jump up is probably either American Athletic Conference, maybe ACC. I don't really see FAU being an SEC school. No. Just, just for politics and, yeah, and, and, and area or region, so to say. I, I think we're more in ACC, American Athletic Conference. Maybe even the Big 12. Okay. I can see I can see FAU playing in the Big 12 because we always play Big 12 somebody? Um, Not necessarily. So it would be the Big 13? They might just keep it the Big 12 and just add more teams, which I thought that's what they should have done anyway. I thought the Pac-10 should have stayed in Pac-10. 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 I don't like the change of the name according to numbers. Like the Big 10 is not the Big 10. There's like 12, 13, well, yeah, 12 teams in there, or maybe even 14, but they're the Big 10. 
So we know I'm at. This is a Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-10, but it's a Pac-12 now, so whatever. Keep the names what it was. Gotcha. Just, just, and I think low-key you're paying homage to the 10 starter schools. I feel like you're okay. changing the Pac-12. I would sit there and be like, damn, bro, so like we had two new schools and like they're just part of the fold, bro. Like We've been doing this. Yeah, we've been here. Long time. We've been here. You, you, know you like, showed up, man. Man, we charter members, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? Feel me? So, yeah, man, that's 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 that with the with the pro day. I'm really interested to see the draft just to see how things are going to shake up. I feel like there's so many teams that need pieces. Oh, yeah, so, so many. many teams that need pieces. So it's going to be really entertaining to see the politics and the strategy. This one is a yeah. very important draft. I think some teams make their season and. Loki yeah. end their season with I, the draft. And I think maybe in a few weeks, maybe like the week before the draft, we'll Go do like we'll do like Yeah, I mean maybe we'll do like a, a first round, you know mock draft. If not necessarily who they're gonna pick, maybe who we what, think they should. Yeah, who they think we should or what uh they need. Yeah, we could do that. Or if they should just trade out of the pick. I'm cool with that. Type shit. So I think that'd be cool in I'm a few weeks. Absolutely. Um cool something I am upset about. What's up? That I kinda I I got to take some of the blame for, I guess, but I need to pump the brakes on a large amount of the NFL community, the online community that are coming for Derek Carr. Oh. And I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this and, and explain why, you know, I, I see all the memes about the Raiders being trash and Derek oh, Carr yeah. being trash. When they, I, they sent one to you, wasn't it? Where they were yes. like, oh, throws it up to Antonio Brown, touchdown. Yeah. It was like 47 to 7 Raiders. Yeah, exactly. I was so, like, so I don't understand why a lot, why all of this blame is getting put onto Derek Carr. I can only imagine it's a lot of people saying this that don't watch Raider games because our games aren't televised very much. Um, now I have fairly criticized Derek Carr in the past. I liken him a lot to Dak Prescott. I think they're the, the same pretty much. Uh, they're right there with each other. Um, I think that Carr has a stronger arm. Yes, I agree. Um, I, I say that to say Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Is he great? No. Is he elite? No. But he is a good quarterback. He is in the top half of the quarterbacks in the league. I would say that. He is top, he has to be top 15. Um, and I don't think if people watch the games, they realize all these receivers have had issues with drops. Speaking of over the past three years. Speaking of, not to really interrupt you. But Jordy Nelson also retired, yeah. too. So, yeah. shout out to Jordy Nelson. For he retired, but but even him, this year, he was banged up a lot. And when he wasn't, he was our number one option. I was and, just about to say, wasn't like, doing much. But that's what I was about to say. Derek, you should never be on a team where your number one receiver, your number one target clears it. Yes. Like, that, that shows you It's crazy. And, and technically, for a while, your number one option really was Jared Cook. That he, period. He uh, is. He was. Honest, to be honest. Our number, our only option for a lot of the season was our tight end. Yeah, to, and, to be honest. And we also got to look. Derek Carr was the third most sacked quarterback, right behind Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott. He lost a really good line. Yes. He had a really our good line. Our line was brutalized. We had no offensive line. He was he had nothing he could do. Nothing he could do. Is Penn still over there or is he gone? Penn's gone now. Yeah. Now that we got um 
Assimilate? Your boy. No. Your boy. Oh, uh, uh, big, big boy. Tri- uh, Brown? Brown, yeah. 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 Big boy. Big boy. Um, so, like, all that was going on even this year, and he still ended the year with 4,000 yards passing. His most passing yards in his career. Mind you, it was just two years ago they were talking MVP candidate. To be to be honest with you, though, I think what it boils down to also is I think it's more not so much Derek Carr's performance. I think it's more Derek Carr's personality. It's easy. It's easy to pick on him. He doesn't even defend himself. But He's, that's the thing. I mean, I guess people, different people have different philosophies on the quarterback. I don't see him needing to defend himself. Um, he takes a lot of the brunt for the team. Of course, and but that's what I'm saying. Like right. he. He does that. Think about some of the quarterbacks that doesn't get as much slack. It's because they don't play that. I feel you. You see what I'm saying? Cam Newton had a worse season than Derek Carr, and ain't nobody talking trash about Cam because Cam going to say something. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great season either, but they're not going to talk trash about Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers going to let your ass and, have it. And DC's just a different Derek kind of guy. Derek Carr just be chilling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and not only that, but you got to remember, too, like there is, a, there is an association with softness and spirituality. I did it with Tim Tebow. Yeah. And and I, I hate to, to talk about the elephant in the room, but it's the elephant in the room. I personally think because Derek Carr is always bringing up his spirituality, which I don't have a problem with. I support mm-hmm. 100%. And doesn't but curse nothing like that. that very, they, yeah. they, can, they think he's soft. So they, so they pick on him. I, 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 can, I, I can guarantee you if Derek Carr was to switch it up and start really letting people have it, yeah. I, I bet you they'd stop. Yeah. I just... I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of the the conversation that he's trash and like we're not gonna be think, good until we get rid of him. I mean, this man has shown flashes of being really good. It's just he's got. If you have a whole season, it's not a flash. Yeah. And I would good. say, and I would say, this year is definitely a prove it year for Derek Carr. He's got to show us something because, like I've said the past few weeks, no more excuses. There is no excuses. You have very reliable hands. All your top three receivers have very reliable hands. You know, Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams, J.J. Nelson. I think he's going to be fine. Reliable hands. I think he's going to be fine. I think we're going to draft a, a tight end um, at one of our picks in the first round. Got to. Uh, I think uh, Noah Fant from Notre Dame. Good hands. Good hands. Big, big, body. big boy, yeah. Like, that's he's Jared Cook 2.0. You know, I we have no excuses. So, uh, but yeah, chill. Chill on the Derek Carr slander. Yeah, I don't think he's done enough to warrant all of that. Not yet. Um, so the other interesting thing I wanted to make a mention to that I saw, Lamar Jackson. Um, it's been confirmed that he has been training in Florida with the Baltimore receivers. Straight out of for, Florida. For a majority of Oh, good. Get that passing game going. Exactly. Nice. That's what I was that's why I was saying it. I was like, bruh, he might come back and have a decent little year. Yeah. You might have a decent little year. Um, what else in the NFL that I wanted oh, to bring up? New rules. The uh, pass interference? Yes. So they passed the rule to where um, coaches have the ability to challenge offensive and defensive pass interference as well as non-calls, which I think is dope. Um, it'll be treated just like the regular challenges. I think it. I think it makes the game faster now because now coaches are really going to hold on to their challenges mm-hmm. now. Now it becomes a more of a strategic thing and I mean we saw that coming you had to do that had to do something you had to do that had because to do 
now it leaves it takes everything out of the hands of the refs now. Well, and because that that penalty in particular, it's the most egregious as far as yards. That could be a fifty yard penalty if it's a bomb, you know, if it's like a hail mary type pass. That's a game changer. I I I personally think just. It goes to show that maybe the NFL might be transitioning to the pulse of fans, coaches, players. Which they should. Which I absolutely think they should. Which they um, should. I think they should walk that fine line, though, because in the same essence, I think the NBA has gotten too player-friendly. Okay. If, and the reason why I say that is because now you have players missing games, too many games. And I think that's due to the fact that Silver is a little player friendly, like perfect example. Um, there's been a couple of games where the star players have not played. And um I I listened to The Herd um with Colin Cowherd. Um and I the reason why I listen to him more than anybody else when it comes to sports is because I think he gives his opinion. I don't think it's so much formed by what everybody else is saying. I, I think he personally says he says some Pretty hot takes where it's like, that's crazy, but I can see how it works. And one of the things that they were talking about was how of these player-friendly leagues like the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks is a really good team this year. They 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 have the best record in the NBA, but we know that, that the one player that's responsible for that is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. He's a once-in-a-generation player. When they play a team like the Lakers, the Lakers have LeBron James. We know that LeBron James is a once-in-a-generation player. So now you have a game where you have two once-in-a-generation players that should be playing against each other. So I'm going to the Milwaukee Bucks game because I want to watch Giannis and I want to watch LeBron. How do I feel if I'm taking my kid and I'm spending good money on these tickets for me, my kid, probably my wife, because she wants to tag along. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I go and I get an alert on my phone that Giannis and LeBron aren't playing tonight. True. I understand that these players have injuries. I get that. I'm not going to take away from that. I think that's very important. However, I feel like it's still your job. Right, everybody was saying it was a job when it came time for Westbrook to get defended with everything that happened in Utah. Mm-hmm. He's at he's at work. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's days where you've gone to work sick. Yes. Um, there's days where I've gone to work Shit, sick. Last week, bro. You understand? And I know I'm not trying to compare it to no injury or anything like that. But if you're fatigued, understand that the reason why you have the life that you have is because these fans is putting money into your pocket. Like fans work hard. Yeah, the, no, the, the majority of the money, if it's not sponsorship, it's fans. Mm-hmm. So, do what you're supposed to do and play. Yeah. Now, if you're you're hurt, hurt, then I understand that. But when you got a guy like Kobe Bryant who's saying, "Well, the only days that I didn't play was when I couldn't walk." Come on, man. Yeah, Come on, man. Like Kobe played a whole season with like two broken fingers. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Make it a thing because, you know, a lot of people always say you don't understand what athletes go through or whatever. Well, I'm a teacher. You know what teachers go through. I can take whatever day I want off. I can get a sub, but I still go to I go to work every single day. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what's going on in life. Doesn't matter how hurt, how sick, how much I'm going to be affected. I find a way to put a smile on my face 
and teach them kids how they need to be taught. You work for the city. I'm sure you have days where you are just like, man, I don't want to go to work. And to be honest, you could not go to work because you have those days. Right. But you know the importance of your job. Because if you're not there, things don't get this is true. approved and things mm-hmm. don't get built. So you get your ass up out of bed and you go to work. Exactly. You understand what I'm saying? Like, bro, you're getting six-figure paychecks per game. If you don't get your ass up out of bed and show up, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? But... Um, yo, did you hear about uh, the AAF might fold after this first season? Get out of here. Yeah. Are you serious? One of their uh, one of their lead investors, he's thinking about like discontinuing his funding. I uh, mean, I don't know. Maybe he thought things were going to be bigger than they are. But, but I mean, it's a it's a minor league. I, I mean, if you were investing, thinking I, you were going to see NFL numbers, like well, you can't. Get I think that. I think the big problem is he wants to see NFL players, and. The NFL Players Association is not willing to lend players. NFL is not willing to lend players? The NFLPA. So if you're a part of the NFLPA, you can't play for the AAF. That's so, fair. Because so you I, can always have a job in the league. Like, once you're in the league, you're in the league. Like, right. I mean, listen. My, my whole thing on the AAF is simple, bro. Like... You're in the AAF because you can't get into the NFL. Or you were in the NFL and you haven't been able to find your way back in. This is your proving ground. The lead investor is tripping. Because if you wanted NFL money, invest in the NFL. This can't be the NFL. I mean, right. think about it. Your jerseys are made by starter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And look at this. Look at the markets you're playing in. You're playing in Salt Lake City, Birmingham, Orlando, you have one team in Atlanta, cool. You have a team in San Antonio, but we're talking about cities where there are other teams that are hot. And it's basketball season right now. Mm-hmm. And and people don't want to admit it, but I mean, the NBA still makes good money. Like, I would much rather go to an Orlando Magic game than go to an Orlando Apollos game. I'd much rather go to a San Antonio Spurs game than go to a San Antonio whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know the name of the teams, all the teams exactly. like that. You understand and, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, And as we've said before, it's not easy to find your shit. Exactly. Like, we can't watch it. And I'm not going to go out of my way to go watch your game. I don't even go out of my way to watch an NFL game. Right. So, I say all that just to say this. It's not lost on me, the uh, the coincidence, if you will, that the day after um, that this was announced today now, Vince McMahon has sold another $270 million in WWE stock to put into the XFL. Of course. Vince is not playing. I mean, I think I think personally what, what it is, too, is that the XFL isn't caught up in that whole conglomerate. And, and the, another thing, too... They can do whatever too, they want. You got to you got to look at the numbers, man. Every year there's at least what, 2 300 players who don't get into the NFL that played football that don't play football anymore. Yep. That could get on and really and, and the XFL can take these players and really put together a good product. And they're going to be able to poach some of these guys out of the NCAA too because honestly, I I look at it like this. 
if I'm a top college football prospect, I know the NFL is where it's at. <clears throat> but if you're offering me just as much money to go into a league and do something new, I'm going to do that. Mm. Personally. So, I, I mean, Vince knows what he's got. And Vince sees with the folding of the AAF that the road for him to have another league is wide open. Mm-hmm. And he's got the money. Because the AAF, whoever was trying to make the AAF, they messed up by... And, and again, I don't know anything. I don't know any better. I haven't done no research on the AAF. But I feel like they had former players involved. And I think these former players were like, well, let's just tie ourselves in with the NFL because if we tie ourselves into the NFL, we can't lose. The NFL is busy operating the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's their one and only priority. Like, you can tie yourself on, but you're on your own. Like, we ain't going to give you that money, bro. Like, yeah. we need our money, too. So I feel like the, the creators of the AAF went down the wrong route. Yeah. That's all it is. They didn't think about it. And if anything. it folds after this year, it folds after this year. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of whack. You know, Vince is like licking his lips. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fold, yeah, fold. You gotta get all this. Mm, fold, fold. All I want all this. I want you to fold. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's that's what it boils down to, man. I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm shocked. I just didn't think it would happen after a year. Right. I had like two years, three years, right? A couple of trash championship no, no, games. It and may, may very well be one and done. That's what's up. Yeah, but speaking of Vince. Man, WrestleMania is about to be lit. WWE. Bro. I am, and I know we're going to get to this, but I just want to start with just this part. I don't understand why Charlotte won, but we'll talk about that. Yes. You, Very you, interesting, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. Okay, that's fair. I, you you, you okay. take it away, because you're, you're the WWE guru. So, here's what I'm thinking. Um, So, for those who don't know... Uh, the main event, it was announced, by the way, that the main event of WrestleMania will be the women's, uh, the triple threat match for the Raw women's title, Ronda Rousey defending against Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair um, for the Raw women's championship. And uh, Charlotte and Becky technically are on SmackDown's roster. Now, this past Tuesday on SmackDown, there was an impromptu uh, SmackDown women's championship match between Charlotte and and Asuka, who is the, the defending champion. Uh, great match. Hell of a match. They say trying her dog. But for some random reason, Charlotte won. So Charlotte is now the SmackDown Women's Champion. Which um, I think it's a mistake to do now. Because it, on a random SmackDown, it kind of makes Asuka look weak. She hasn't even been on TV like that since the Royal Rumble in January. So, like, I don't know what's going on there. That's all I'm saying, bro. They, they're, um, taking, they're taking away from her so serious. Yeah. And I get she can't talk great, but that's why you give somebody a manager who can, you know. Um, so the the real interesting thing here is that it was announced that on Raw next week, it's going to be a six-woman tag match. Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda have to team up against uh, the Riot Squad. And the stipulation being, if one of the team members screws over her team, they are no longer in the main event of WrestleMania. So, I think one of two things could happen. One, 
I think Charlotte could accidentally do some fucked up shit and get herself removed from the main event to where she would then have a singles match def- uh, defending her title against Asuka at WrestleMania. But I see WWE wanting that triple threat to stay intact. So what I could see happen is something happens after the tag match, either you know somebody on the mic or them being physical, and now both women's titles are on the line at WrestleMania. Okay. And this could potentially be leading to a reunification of the split roster. How so? Because I think... All right, so they have these separate brands because they're both on, you know, USA Network, it's easier, whatever, whatever. In October, SmackDown moves over to Fox. So I'm sure Smack, I'm sure Fox wants the ability for all the superstars to be regulars on that show and not just one particular roster. So why would they want USA to have the better programming? Even though I already think SmackDown's a better show in general, but they may not see it as that because it doesn't get the ratings that Raw gets because it's just not the bigger show. So and since so since they're moving to Fox and since they're moving to Friday nights, I could see them joining the rosters back together. So it's basically two different shows. So you'll have Monday Night Raw, Friday Night SmackDown. You know, so you're almost going every like four days in between either a Raw or a SmackDown. And you get all your favorites on there. And then maybe making NXT its own bigger thing on network. So, I don't know, spitball in there, but yeah. It was a hot take. Their money game. Yeah, it was a hot take. That's a hell of a hot take. But I think it it could be a thing. You got a ghostwriter. I wish. I'd be way more articulate. Um, But... As far as the other matches going on for WrestleMania, I think uh, they're doing great things. It was officially announced Kofi is in the main uh, not in the main event, but he is getting his championship match against Daniel Bryan after last night. Um, Vince, you know, because what unfortunately happened to Kofi the week before during the gauntlet match ended up losing to Daniel Bryan. So this week, um, he gave them, he gave uh, Kofi's New Day uh, fellow teammates there, uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods, a chance to earn him his spot. And they would have to compete in a tag team gauntlet match. Um, so they they beat Gallows and Anderson. They beat Shinsuke and Rusev. Um, and then they beat uh, uh, The Bar. And after The Bar match, when The Bar lost... Because uh, it was like a, on a on a roll up or whatever, they beat the shit out of the New Day, beat the fuck out of them. Obviously, Kofi was banned from ringside, so he couldn't help them. Um, and they put Biggie through a table and everything like that, and then they cleared it. Like Biggie was pretty much done, Xavier was pretty much done, and then the Usos music hits. So now it's them against the Usos. So when the Usos get in the ring, Biggie and, and Xavier are still pretty much down. 
Like Biggie's still down on the ground. Xavier's trying to help him up and not succeeding. And the Usos get on the mic and they say the Usos and the New Day have gone to war multiple times, you know, over the past couple of years. You know, there's there's no one there's no tag team that the Usos respect more than the New Day. And they're like, and there's no one that we think deserves a championship match than Kofi. And they're like, so tell your boy congrats for us. We forfeit this match. So the Usos forfeited their match. So that's one less problem New Day has to worry about. And then the final team was Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Nice. And they ended up pulling it out, winning. And, you know, Kofi had a great moment. He came out, the crowd standing ovation. You know, the, the all three members of the New Day are hugging. All the baby faces came out and were giving them a round of applause and everything like that, coming in the ring, banging on the ring and stuff like that. Like, it was, it was a good moment. It was a feel-good moment. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that match a lot. WWE doing their thing, yeah, they, did, they did really good with the storyline. They doing their thing. You think they're actually going to give it to them, though? I think they will. I think something's going to happen next week that's going to be like, oh, Kofi doesn't have a chance. But, like, I, I think he's, yeah, I think they're going to give it to him. Um, as far as the other matches, they still have Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. I mean, we talked last week about what could potentially happen there. Um, I don't see that being his last match. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz is now a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, I think it's a necessary stipulation for Shane McMahon. No one wants to see Shane in a regular match. They want to see him Ooh. jump off of shit. Mm-hmm. So now this gives him the ability to jump off of shit. Um, Hopefully he's done after this. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, I don't think we need to see him as a regular. I think we need to see him back yeah. in that, that uh, administrative role. Right. If you're going to be heel, be like the bad boss. Yeah. yeah. Um, fatal four-way for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, Bailey and, and... I almost said Becky. Bailey and Sasha defending against uh, Nia Jackson, Tamina, the Iconics, and Natalia and Beth Phoenix. going to be a lot of good action. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton is official. That's going to be happening. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor for the IC title will be happening. Hopefully, we'll get the Demon. That would be dope. Um, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Not sure if there's going to be a stipulation there yet, uh, but we'll see. Regardless, I think that's going to be a really good match. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the United States title, which should be a good match. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the Universal title. Ronda Rousey, uh, yeah, we already said that one, the triple threat, and um, I think there was one more, ain't it? Oh, Batista and Triple H. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, a no-holds-barred, which is basically a no-DQ match. Right, hooray. I don't know why they call it different things. Hooray. <laughs> I mean, technically a false count anywhere match is a no-DQ match, but whatever. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, bro. Yeah. Doesn't matter, bro. Technically, a TLC match is just a ladder match because in a regular ladder match, you can use tables Whatever. and chairs. Exactly, too. bro. <laughs> like, I be thinking that stuff all the time. I be like, bro, like, why we got to just throw all these extra yeah. little letters and, and syllables I hate when and they shit. have. I hate when they have. Like, I'm cool with like a tables match because you got to put somebody through the, the table. I don't understand a chairs match because you can use any other weapon. It's a no DQ match, but it's a chairs match because you have a bunch of chairs stacked outside of the ring. It's got to be. That's dumb. Anyways, sorry. WWE. Or maybe That's calling dumb. it a chairs match makes everybody want to use chairs. Yep. 
I'm not scared of tables and ladders and chairs. Nice. That was good. That was good. Fucking lit. So, you know what month this is. (laughs) Shut your ass. (laughs) You (laughs) You know what time of the month it is. Smarsh Madness, baby. I had to talk to y'all about it. I had to let it ride real quick before we got into anything because now we are in the Sweet 16. And this is where things get a little fun. Okay? Um, First off, let me give you guys a recap of how everything went. So they have four playing games. Two for the number 16 position and two for the number 11 position. Um, as far as where they're going to be. And that's usually the first four in. So, you had North Dakota State beating North Carolina Central for the number 16 spot. You have Belmont beating Temple, Fairleigh Dickinson beating Prairie View, A&M, and Arizona State beating St. John's. But I think we already discussed that. Anyway, just wanted to go through each bracket. Let you guys know, like, I'm going to go specifically to the games that I saw and kind of give you guys some feedback on that. So we'll start in the East. In the East, um, we're going to go with the East first because Duke was the number one, number one. They was the overall number one seed. Um, And in there, you had Duke at number one, um, and you also had uh, Michigan State at number two. So we'll start at the top of the bracket where Duke beat North Dakota State relatively easy, 85-62. Um, UCF, quote-unquote, upset um, Virginia Commonwealth University. Yes, I know last week I said UCF was trash. Obviously, I was wrong. Um, they manhandled them. It was 73-58. But it was number nine beating number eight, so it wasn't right. like, oh, my gosh. Um, Liberty beat Mississippi State. That was an upset. 80-76, that was a 12 over 5. And every year that we do this bracket, we always talk about how we know that a 12 is going to beat a 5. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is about that particular matchup, but a 12 always plays a 5 straight up. Yep. Always do. Um, you had uh, Virginia Tech beating St. Louis, 4 over 12. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me see, 6 against 11, that was Maryland beating Belmont, barely, by 2. Barely. Barely. Um, LSU beat Yale. That was a, actually a good game. I, I will say this. I'm always impressed with Ivy League basketball programs. They always play well, like Cornell, Brown, uh, um, Yale. Where else? Uh, Harvard always has a good team. Princeton always has a good team. They always got them sneakily good teams where like you think they're trash, but then you look at their record and they're like 21 and eight or uh-huh. something like that. And you're always like, wait, what? And then you watch them play and it was like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Um, let's see. What else did I see? Louisville beat Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota beat Louisville. That was an upset. 10, 10 over 7. They won by 10. Michigan State beat Bradley, um, which went to the round of 32. Duke versus UCF so far has been the game of the tournament. UCF should have won that game. Um, they have a big man named Taco Fall, who's like seven foot four, and he fouled out. But he strictly fouled out because he doesn't know how to just stand straight up. Um, everybody's saying that it should have been an offensive foul on um, Zion. It really shouldn't have been. Zion is a big body. 
Yeah. He's a big guy. A lot of people who bump into him are going to fall. doesn't necessarily mean that it's a charge. If he's doing a spin move and somebody gets in the way right as he's starting the pivot of the spin, it's not a foul. People don't understand that when Zion gets in the NBA, he's already going to be the third heaviest player in the NBA. Right now. And he's still right in now. college. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, come on now. That's that's crazy. Um, Virginia Tech beat Liberty. Liberty actually played him up front for the most part. The score doesn't really tell how close that game was, 67-58. LSU beat Maryland 69-67. LSU was losing by like 20-plus points, I believe, at one point in time. Michigan beat Minnesota. So that sets up the Sweet 16. The semifinals in the East, so to say, is between Duke. You want me to give you my picks? Of course. That's that's, that's exactly how we're going to do it. So Duke, Virginia Tech, LSU, and Michigan State, which, interestingly enough, is a 1-2-3-4 matchup. So... Who do you have for Duke versus Virginia Tech? I have Duke winning. You have Duke winning. I do. Okay. Um, I also have Duke winning. Okay. I think Virginia Tech is going to play him up front. I think it's going to be a close physical game, but I think Duke has too many weapons, personally. I, I think Zion takes away from a lot of other players, actually. I think Cam Reddish and R.J. Barrett are very good in their By own the right. way, I have a whole new prediction for how I think everything is going to finish. I know I said last week I thought Kentucky was going to beat Duke, but nope. Change my mind. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get there. Go okay. <laughs> and then you got number three, LSU versus number two, Michigan State. Michigan State. I got LSU. Nice. I got LSU. I think LSU is going to pull it out. Um, so that's for the East. In the West, um, Gonzaga is the number one. Um, number two is Michigan. Number three, Texas Tech. And number four is Florida State. Um, Gonzaga has, I mean, they steamrolled fairly Dickinson. It was 87-49. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't even close. Um, I have Gonzaga as well. Yeah, I like Gonzaga. Michigan beat Montana, um, number two over number 15. The number three, number 14 game was Texas Tech beating Northern Kentucky. Number four, number 13 game was Florida State beating Vermont. Um, Number five, number 12, Murray State and Marquette. John Morant, who's considered a top three, maybe even a number one prospect, depending on what team, Mm -hmm. what needs the team has. John Morant had um, a triple-double which I think was the first triple-double in about three or four years. Um, Draymond Green had two triple-doubles in an NCAA tournament. How about that? Um, how about it? How about it? Um, so Murray State upset Marquette, which I feel like a lot of people saw coming because John Moran is just, he's a talent. Um, number six, number 11, Buffalo absolutely annihilated Arizona State. That game wasn't close. I watched that. It was boring. But Buffalo looked Wait, like a really good team. 16. Hmm? I thought we were on the Sweet 16. We are in the Sweet 16. So what are you talking about? I'm now in the West. I'm going from bracket to bracket. But we didn't say who we thought was going to win those. I did. We did Gonzaga. it for the East. We did Gonzaga, but what about the other game, the Texas Tech-Michigan? We're not there. Because I'm saying all the teams that won and how we got to the oh. Sweet 16. That's what I saw. I'm in the West right now. Mm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the number seven, number ten, Florida, Nevada. I saw Florida winning that I was, game. I was like, I was like, something. You're saying all these teams. I'm like, they're not anywhere. They're not in, right? You're looking. You're like, man. So confused. Man, like, wait, man, what are you doing, man? Um, I saw Florida beating Nevada. Um, Florida is a is a fairly good team. Um, number eight, Syracuse losing to number nine, Baylor. That's another nine beating an eight. Um, I mean. That, that was that. Gonzaga beat Baylor. 
Florida State beat Murray State, Texas Tech beat Buffalo, Michigan beat Florida. And I mean, all of those games were like 10 plus point victories. Yeah. So that was pretty straightforward. So you have another one, two, three, four matchup in the Sweet 16. Number one, Gonzaga versus number four, Florida State. Who you got? Gonzaga. I've got Florida State. Ooh. I nice. got Florida State with the upset. Um, number three, Texas Tech. Number two, Michigan. Texas Tech. I got Texas Tech also. Nice. Very well, very well. Um, so we're going to go to the Midwest, where the number one is North Carolina, the number two is Kentucky, number three is Houston, and the number four is Kansas. Um, North Carolina did what they had to do. They beat Iona, 88-73. Utah, um, let me see, number two, Kentucky beat Abilene Christian, 79-44. No shocks there. Uh, number three, Houston beat number 14, Georgia State, 84-55, even though I had Georgia State going for that upset. But, boy, was I wrong. Um, number five, Auburn barely squeezing it out against New Mexico State. That was a really good game, 78-77. Um, second best game of the tournament. Number six, Iowa State losing to number 11, Ohio State, by three. And you've got uh, number seven, Wolford. Beating Seton Hall, 84-68. I had Seton Hall winning that one, but shout out to Wolford. Um, I think in that game, oddly enough, well, actually, I'll give you that fact when we go to the next round. Um, Utah State, number eight, losing to Washington, number nine. So another number nine beating a number eight. So you have North Carolina beating Washington, 81-59. Wasn't even close. I mean, North Carolina... I mean, dominant. Yeah, something. Dominant. Yeah. Um, Auburn beat Kansas. That wasn't a shock to me. I felt like Auburn was the better team even before the ball was tipped. Um, Ohio State beats, I mean, Ohio State loses to Houston. And Wolford lost to Kentucky 56-62. However, interestingly enough, the game before, one of the Wolford players had the record for the most threes made in a game. And then the next game went like 0 for 9 or 0 for 10 Dang. in three-pointers. So that had he have hit like half of the three-pointers, Wolford would have beat Kentucky and would have been on the Cinderella run into the Sweet 16. That's crazy. So in the Sweet 16, you have a 1-5-2-3 right? matchup. North Carolina versus Auburn. Who you got? North Carolina. I have North Carolina also. Houston versus Kentucky. Who you got? I have Kentucky. I'm going to go Kentucky, but I'm not going to be shocked if Houston pulls it out. I'm not going to be shocked at all. Um, Let's see. In the South, you have number one, Virginia. Number two, Tennessee. Number three, Purdue. And number four, Kansas State. That was the top four seeds. JK. Yeah, that that was the top four seeds. Um. I thought in this one, there was a lot more closer of a talent range in this one. I, I saw this one to be very competitive. Um, Virginia beat Gardner-Webb. No no shocks in the ones beating the 16s, even though Gardner-Webb started off that game pretty hot. I think they might have been going in going in with the lead at half, but Virginia went on like a run to keep the game close. Right. And Gardner-Webb played them up. They just didn't have I, – I feel like they didn't have the depth. To keep to keep it going. Tennessee beat Goldgate 77-70. You got number three, Purdue beating Old Dominion, 61-48. Kansas State losing to UC Irvine. Um oh UC Irvine was the number 13 seed, so that was a big upset. You have the number five seed, Wisconsin, losing to Oregon, the number 12 seed. So that's two double-digit seeds getting through to the next round. 
Number six, Villanova beating St. Mary's. Number seven, Cincinnati losing to number 10, Illinois. And you have the number eight team, Old Miss, losing again to the number nine team, Oklahoma, by double digits. So if there was one bracket that had a trend, it was nines beating eights. However, this bracket definitely was the bracket-busting bracket because there was a lot of upsets in this one. It was like three or four upsets. Going into the round of 32, Virginia beat Oklahoma, took care of business. Oregon beat UC Irvine to keep their Cinderella run going. Villanova lost to Purdue, so that's the end for the defending champions. And Tennessee beat Iowa. So now where we're at, we have one, 12, and a 2-3 matchup. So we got Virginia versus Oregon. Who you got? I have Virginia. I have Virginia also. And number three, Purdue. Number two, Tennessee. Who you got? I have Tennessee. I have Tennessee also, but don't sleep on Purdue. Nope. Do not sleep on Purdue. So who is your final four as of right now? Well, let me give you my Elite Eight. I mean, let me go down real quick just tell you what my matchups are. Okay. I have Duke versus Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I have Michigan State winning that game. Mm-hmm. I have Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. I have Gonzaga winning that game. Mm-hmm. Virginia versus Tennessee. I have Virginia winning that game. And North Carolina versus Kentucky. I have Kentucky with the upset. Um, so my final four would be Michigan and Gonzaga and Virginia and Kentucky. I have uh, I have Michigan State and Virginia in my finals. So here's what I got. Here's what I got for you. With Michigan State winning it all. Nice. I've got Duke LSU. Okay. Duke LSU um, out of the East. In the West, I've got Florida State versus Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. In the Midwest, I've got North Carolina. Versus Kentucky. Okay. And in the South, I've got Virginia versus Tennessee. Gotcha. My final four will be Duke beating LSU, Mm. Tennessee beating Virginia, Mm. Florida State beating Texas Tech, and um, North Carolina beating Kentucky. So that gives you North Carolina, Florida State, Tennessee, and Duke. So three ACC teams is going to get in. My opinion, I feel like the Ooh. ACC is just a stronger basketball conference. Um, between Duke and Florida State, that was a really good game in the ACC tournament. <laughs> Are you about to use your personal bias right now? No personal bias. I think Duke wins okay. because Zion is healthy. So I, I think Duke wins, although I want Florida State to get there so bad. Um, <laughs> so bad. Um, but Florida State is a good team. They, I mean, they should have had the same run last year. They have a really strong lean athletic team that's capable of running and they can shoot the three. So I feel like there's no reasons for them to not get through. Um, I got uh, Tennessee out of that one and they're going up against North Carolina. I got North Carolina winning and it's Duke versus North Carolina for all the marbles. That's a toss-up. I'll get back to you when we get there. (laughs) I I really need to think about it. I, I don't have no answers to you right now because North Carolina should have won the last game. They're 2-1. and one. The one that they lost was with Zion with the putback, which realistically, that should have been North Carolina's game. So, for all intents and purposes, as of right now, I'm going with North Carolina. I feel like Duke's going to make this miraculous run with their freshmen, and it's because their freshmen are going to lose. Good shit. I like That's it. what I got for you, dog. You know what I got for you? What, bro? A joke. Oh, is it the dad joke of the week? The dad joke of the week. Oh, man, lay it on. What do you call a bunch of birds that stick together? 
A bird trap? Velcros. Ha! <laughs> okay. That's nice. I like that one. You can you can stick with that one. You don't right. gotta find it. You don't gotta find a second one. That one was good. I like that one. Velcro. Okay. It's creative. Punny. It's so punny. It's punny. So, NBA news for you. Bro. The Heat, bro. What about them? They're not in that eighth seed anymore. Yeah, they was tripping. Fuck. Yeah, they tripping. They tripping hard. Like, dumb hard. I, I don't understand. I'm not even a Heat on. fan. I just want them to do it for Wade. That's true. Um, before we get into the playoff picture... I wanted to um, just give everybody an update on Victor Oladipo. He's walking around without his brace. Really? Yes. Good. So he's been good, working good, out. He's good, been doing good. what he's had to do. So he looks like he's in good shape. Um, prayers out to Yusef Nurkic. Yeah. Yusef Nurkic's injury was crazy. You could hear the snap. Mm, oh, I can't. Yeah, uh, did you watch the video? I did. Yo, like, it was like his upper ankle, mm. and it just snapped, like, I, you know, here's my thing. Oh, God, that must be so painful. I got to ask this. Like, why are we seeing so much of these injuries now? Is it because they got so much stability around their ankles that maybe their ankle isn't rolling and that pressure's going up? Because that injury has happened quite a bit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because that's the same thing that happened to Gordon Hayward. I don't know. And you would think with these advanced shoes that everybody's creating... <laughs> These light shoes. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's it's crazy, bro. Like, these injuries is, is really a problem. Yeah. Well, it's just like the NFL. Coming. Like, every year they have, like, 60 ACL tears. Yeah, bro. Like, every year. Yeah, it's like, crazy. It's just certain things. Like, it's just unavoidable. So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just how people are built these days. Weak. Weak like shit. I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm really at a shock with these injuries. Like, when I saw it. I saw the injury. At first, I was like, maybe it's like an ankle sprain or something. I watched it, and I was like, yo, that's too gruesome of an injury for the NBA. Like, does anybody else see an issue with this? Right. I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. That shit was tough to watch. It was tough to watch. Yeah, and and he's, having, he's having a good year, and I think it really hurts the Blazers' chances in the playoffs, personally. But we'll see. We'll see how they adjust it and how they make it happen. Um, but the playoff picture, anyway, for the NBA, we have 10 teams that's now solidified a playoff spot in the NBA, leaving the last three and seeing how it's going to go, okay? So in the Eastern Conference, you have Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, Indiana, and Boston. Milwaukee is by far the number one team. They're four games ahead of Toronto. I don't see them looking back anytime soon. 56-19 and 19 is a great record. Um, Toronto is number two with 52 wins. Then you got Philly at number three with 47 wins. Indiana with 45 wins. Boston with 44 wins. Brooklyn is 38 and 37. They're inching closer to a playoff spot, which would be awesome. D'Angelo Russell is doing what he got to do. Did you see him hit the shot that iced it for the Lakers yes. to eliminate uh, the Lakers and LeBron oh, James? It was so fair. I like, I, I like his ice in my veins yeah. celebration. So let me ask you a question. Oh, boy. Who has a better... Clutch celebration. Is it Damian Lillard with Dame Time or D'Angelo Russell with Ice in my veins? Are those the only two though? Those are only those are the only two that's prevalent. That they, they do it all the time. True. Who you got? I, mean, I guess uh Steph does his little shimmy thing. Yeah, he does a little shimmy thing. But I guess yeah, no, I, I don't like the shimmy thing. 
Honestly, I, I like that ice in my veins. I like right. D'Angelo Russell too. I like I like when he does that. It's so dope. It's dope. It's dope, and he's running down the court, and he's saying it. I feel my veins like yeah. he's for that moment. It's dope. Another thing that's dope about Brooklyn too, you know, they've been doing the Kooji sweater yeah, um, yeah, effect yeah. on the sides. D'Angelo Russell's sleeve was the whole print. That's lit. That was lit. That's lit. I was like, that's dope. Yo, what if I was wrong about my prediction? And KD doesn't go to the Knicks. He goes to the Nets. That would be numb lit, actually. KD would take over the city. Yeah. Yeah, KD would take over the city. That'd be lit. Yeah. They'd be dumb lit. <laughs> Him and D'Angelo Russell? Because at this point, who wants to go to the Knicks? Like, if I had to sit there and choose, like... I would go to the Nets. Yeah, I'm probably going to I would Knicks. go to the Nets. Um, you got Detroit at 537-37, and you got Orlando at 37-38. and You've got Miami and Charlotte both looking out at thirty five and thirty six mm. wins, so it's not it's not done quite yet. No, I need but Orlando to fold a little bit. Miami's lost one, and that's really what hurt them. Miami in their last ten, six and four. Orlando in their last ten, seven and three. So I'm saying to round it out, you got Washington at thirty wins, Atlanta at twenty seven wins. Atlanta's been playing good basketball, and I'm telling everybody's been giving it. To um, Doncic, Luka Doncic for Rookie of the Year. Well, don't be surprised if Trey Young sneaks up and takes it because Trey yeah, Young is playing good yeah. basketball right now, ladies and gentlemen. For sure. I'm telling y'all, Chicago's at 21 wins, Cleveland at 19 wins, and the Knicks 14 and 60, one and nine for their last 10. Tank much? Um, in the Western Conference, we've got five teams also. Golden State, Denver, Portland, Houston, and the Clippers. The Clippers, ladies and gentlemen. The Los Angeles Clippers are in the playoffs. When was the last time they were in the playoffs? It's been a minute. Um, it's been a couple of years, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I think when Chris Paul was last there. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on the Clippers making it? I think it's cool. Uh, I, don't, um, I don't really have any feelings towards the Clippers. Uh, at least there's one LA team in the playoffs. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let me see if I can if I can play this uh this this excerpt for you guys. Well, I think it's crazy. I think Thunder about to end up with the eighth seed, man. Probably. So check this out. Check out this this swag from from Doc Rivers. Predicted, thirty-three wins was predicted, and they got forty-five wins. They said, "Fuck you." Forty-five wins. So you got Golden State and Denver tied for the number one seed at fifty and twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Denver out here playing good basketball, man. I don't know, y'all, Buzz. Portland at forty-six and twenty-seven, holding strong. Houston forty-seven and twenty-eight. Um, you got. The Clippers at 45 and 30. And this is where it gets interesting. Because even though they've clinched a playoff spot, it doesn't necessarily say it clinches their seed. Mm-hmm. You still got Utah, Oakland, and San Antonio that is within two games of the Clippers. Utah number six, Oklahoma City number seven, and San Antonio number eight. Now, if there's any team in that bunch that needs to get their butt up to number four, even though I don't really see it happening, is Oklahoma City. 
I don't think they can afford starting any game, any series without the home without home court advantage. Um, on the outside looking in, you got Sacramento at thirty seven, so they're pretty much out. Minnesota's out. Lakers out. Pelicans been out. Memphis out. Dallas out. Phoenix out. And I mean, they're all at around the thirty win area, except for Phoenix, where they got seventeen wins. Still not as bad as the Knicks. So the playoff picture is looking interesting. Like if the playoffs was to happen today. We'd have Milwaukee against Orlando, Toronto against Detroit, Philly against Brooklyn, and Indiana against Boston, which to me would are some really good series. I'd much rather see Milwaukee against Miami, but Milwaukee or Orlando is cool. Um, as of right now in the Western Conference, you'd have Golden State, San Antonio, Denver, Oklahoma City, Portland against Utah, and Houston against LA Clippers. All those games is five. Yes. Every last one of them. So I think the playoffs this year is going to be dope. I'm very excited with, with, with everything that's going on in the NBA. Man, and these games, all the games matter. Yeah. Every single one of the games matter. So question for you before moving on to the next thing, and I, I, we haven't spoken about it, but you know, Giannis said that they asked him about the MVP, and he answered, and, I, and I'm going to not quote, but indirectly uh, state what he said. Um, he was like, I'm concerned about getting out of the first round. I'm concerned about getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm concerned about getting to the NBA Finals. There's so many other things more important than the MVP. Facts. And I was like, Facts. You're on it. He's hungry. That's what I'm talking about. And He's they just hungry. beat the Rockets, too. Bro, let me get a ship. Then I'll worry about that other, like, those other accolades. Because he knows he's got a really good chance this year to get it. They got a really yeah. good team. Um, so my question for you, though, is as a, if you were an uh, MVP voter, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it's clear that the top two candidates right now is Harden and Giannis. Who are you giving it to? Um, I would personally give it to Giannis just because I feel like he all around he's just a better player and he's more aggressive and I, I give it to him just off the importance of what he's doing. Yeah, I mean he's bringing the Milwaukee Bucks to the number one seed. Yeah, like that's enough said. Yeah, we don't need to talk about anything else. He he's got it. He's he's the guy. Give it to, give it Um, to him. So, you know that's that's just what it is. And I'm realizing this man still ain't call us, so we don't call him. Cause we need to do this bracket, right? This big behind, long behind bracket, and just tripping. We we literally like milked it out, and he still ain't call us yet. Ain't it, bro? We gonna go without him if you don't pick up. That's all I know. You got a coin? Damn it! Oh yeah, let me get a coin. Hello. You. Hello. Yes, sir. You live on the podcast right now, bro. So don't say anything no, reckless. Please hold. Mister Dylan's line, please hold. Don't say anything reckless with your trash out. Mister Dylan here. Dylan, Jet, yeah. say hi to the people. Yeah, ugly people, beautiful people, fat people, skinny people. Whoa! All right. Well, we're about we're about to get into the bracket. We're bro. about to get into the bracket. So are we bracket? We're bracking. What's bracking, bro? So this week we are doing corners and safeties. Oh me, I win. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye, Dylan. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, we're not going for you, so you definitely don't win. Well, then this is rigged, and this whole entire shit is for nothing. Okay, fair enough. But as long as we get that disclaimer out there, that if I'm not the winner, then this means nothing. All, All right, right, for sure. Sounds good. All right, so, so instead of a 32-seed bracket, I did a 64-seed bracket. 
Jeez, because that's corny. Because we out here. Yeah, there's a lot of people. I got people. 64 seat bracket, and I'm not in it. It's 64 niggas. Okay. I'm better than you know, one of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, I can't wait to tell you which one I'm better than once you name that nigga. All right. So I'm just gonna go randomly around. Uh, yeah. Eric Berry versus John Johnson. Eric Berry. Eric Berry. I'm better Eric than Berry. John Johnson. By the way, we are assuming these players are healthy. Yeah, got it. Okay, so let's be clear. Everybody in on this is healthy. So this is Eric Berry pre-heart, pre-lung, pre No, this is it's where they currently are age-wise and ability-wise, but if they're healthy. Okay. So, um, Malcolm Jenkins versus Brett Grimes. Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. Wait, are we doing so? This is the best DB, not the best corner or the best safety. It's, no, it's all everybody's all together. Yeah, defensive backs all together. <laughs> yeah, so it's a, your whole secondary. It's the battle Eric of the secondary. Eric Berry versus Brent Grimes. I mean, not Eric Berry. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins versus Brent Grimes. I would say Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Um, gotta go with the Q for one time. Kyle Fuller versus Rasul Douglas. Fuller. I'm going Fuller. I'm better than both. I'm better than both them niggas, but Kyle Fuller. Um, I don't even know who Rasul Douglas is. Does he play football even the Falcons? Yeah. Yeah, he trash. Uh, Keanu Neal versus Shadobi Awuzie. Keanu Neal. Who, who does Shadobi Awuzie play for? Um, he plays for. I want to say the Chargers. I believe so. I think it's the Chargers. Keanu Neal. Yeah, but Keanu Neal. Um, Denzel Ward versus Dre Kirkpatrick. Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward. I'm not better than either of them niggas. Both of them niggas fired. I'm mad you got Dre Kirkpatrick. Yeah, low key. With Denzel Ward. Low key. Like Sorry. Super low, super low key. You're going to be mad at some other matchups then. Sorry, guys. Dang, it's ridiculous. Um, let's see. Let's go Eric Weddle versus Brandon Carr. Weddle. Eric Weddle. Patrick Peterson versus Ronald Darby. Pat Pete, baby. Even though he old, Pat Pete. Yeah, I'm going to take Pat Pete. Ronald Darby. All right, Pat Pete gets it. Um, Landon Collins versus Akib Tlaib. Landon Collins, baby. Landon Collins. I got I to go to LSU. Yeah, I guess I'll, yeah. LSU. I thought Landon Collins went to Alabama. Oh, Alabama, I'm tripping. Yeah, you tripping. Thanks. Big trip. Oh, this one's fitting. Stefan Gilmore versus Malcolm Butler. Stefan Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore. I'm better than Malcolm Butler. Debatable. Debatable. Uh, Jair Alexander versus Adoree Jackson. Ooh, Jair. Oh, Jair. gosh. Adoree got potential, but Jair is here now. I feel you. Yeah. Right here, right now. It right, doesn't matter. Right, right in your, here. In your face. Right, right here. Right here. Right now. Is he not pro? He make the pro bowl this year? No. Nah, bro. That's crazy. Um. Oh, he didn't play the whole year. That's why. Right. Uh, Kevin Byard versus Trey Boston. Byard. 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 Trey Boston was trash this year. Sure was. Oh, that's a really hard matchup. Well, not really. I just like, 
Harrison Smith versus Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Yo, what's wrong with Harrison you, bro? Smith? Harrison Smith. Like, why would yeah. you do that? I like, Harrison I like Smith, Ha Ha. But I, I like Ha Ha, but we're <laughs> laughing at him now because of your bracket making. Ha Ha, Clinton Dix. Yeah, bro, you do have some of these. You should have did like a, a you a fool, bro. A lot of these, these matchups were randomized, bro. Well, if they wasn't gonna beat the niggas, we put them against. It, it didn't matter anyway. Exactly. There we go. That's a way to look at it. Shut your ass up. Uh, Lamarcus Joyner versus Adrian Amos. Jordan Joyner. Lamarcus Joyner. 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 FSU. Florida State. AJ Bouye versus Byron Jones. AJ Bouye, Bouye. even though Byron Jones is nice. He's nice. Byron Jones is nice. Byron Jones is dumb nice. Trumaine Trumaine Johnson versus Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods. You mean both? No, Xavier Woods Woods from Dallas. Mm. Or Trumaine Johnson from the Saints? I mean, from the uh, Rams? Yes, from the Rams. I got Trumaine. Mm. I would say Tremaine. I'm going to also say Tremaine. Yeah, I'm going to take that. I thought it was Xavier Rhodes. I thought you were saying Rhodes, too. That's why my whole train of thought was messed up. No, sorry. Um, He's not on this. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. Uh, I was about to say, hey. Ex- Xavier Rhodes versus DJ Swearinger. Oh. Xavier Rhodes. DJ Swearinger just hits. Xavier Rhodes. Yep. He can cover. He's one of the yeah, better cover corners in the league. Swearinger is not a cover guy. He's more of a smack the shit out you guy. He's in the box. Okay. Um, Marcus Peters versus Andre Hall. Marcus Peters. Peters. I'm better than Andre Hall because I don't know who he is. He plays for the Texans. Um, Texans. Earl Thomas versus Jordan Poirier. Earl Thomas. I'm better than Poirier. Thomas. I don't <laughs> even know what a Poirier is. I don't even have a Poirier. Trey White versus Prince of Mukamara. Trey White. I'm having a little Trey. It's trash. I'm having a little Trey. <laughs> Christopher Lamar is trash with big ass, red ass. I kiss stove top ass lips. Jalen Ramsey versus Kenny Vaccaro. Jalen. Jalen Ramsey. Ah, y'all can go Jalen Ramsey, but Vaccaro ain't bad either. In the right system. Yeah. Tyron Matthew versus Antoine Bethay. Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew because Bethay is old. But if Bethay was like, let's run this back five years ago, go on, Bethay. Ain't that good old 41? Yes, sir. Hey, glass 41. He did make plays, though. He really did. All right. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick versus Jabril Peppers. Minka. Minka. Oh, shit, yeah, Minka, Minka, because Jabril, Jabril ain't reached his potential yet. You're right. Um, they move him around too much. Josh Norman versus Joe Hayden. Josh Norman versus Joe Hayden. I'm going to have to go Josh. Josh Norman's still out here hemming people up. Yeah, I'm going to say Josh. Joe done fell off. This ain't Florida, Joe. Straight out of Florida. This ain't you, have Joe. Hey, I ain't going to lie to you, though. Fucking, um, who was we talking about before these two niggas? Oh, uh, before then, we were talking about Minka and Jabril. If Jabril went to the Ravens, he'd be straight. True. Well, now he's uh, on the Giants, so we'll see how that goes. He's going to be with Janoris. That might. Yeah, but that's Michigan and Florida. That's a, I mean, that would be whatever. Well, speaking of Janoris, Janoris Jenkins versus Desmond Trufant. <laughs> Janoris. Trufant's nice, though. Janoris. 
it's a, it's, I'm not gonna lie to you, it's a, it's a bias. Because yeah. Saquon is nice. Yeah, for you. But I got to um, Richard Sherman versus Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Yeah, Jamal Adams is dumb nice. Jamal Adams is a beast. Jamal Adams has the most interceptions against Tom Brady. True. I'm um, sure he does. I'm probably wrong, but I'm sure he does. <laughs> Der- Derwin James versus Demarius Randall. Derwin James. Demarius Randall's ass shouldn't even be on this list. Yikes. Uh, Cam Chancellor versus Eli Apple. Cam. Cam Chancellor. Wait, Cam Chancellor, the one that's not playing anymore? He's not officially retired. He just has a neck injury. They just don't know if he's done. they don't know if he's retired. But as of right as of right now, he's just injured. If he's Cam healthy, Cam. Yeah. Yeah. If he's healthy, Cam. Eli Fado. Eli Apple. Don't get it twisted, Manning. Fucked up. Trash <laughs> Uh, Chris Harris Jr. versus Eric Reed. Reed. God, eh. Chris Harris is old. Eric Reed. Reed. Okay. I was going to go ahead. If it was three years ago, it would have been Chris Harris. I ain't going to lie to you. Reed. <laughs> Darius Big Play Slay versus Morris Claiborne. Big Play Slay. Slay. Sorry, that was, my, that, that was my Morris bias. <laughs> Morris Claiborne is a, is a disappointment. Yeah, for you. Uh, Devin McCourty versus Malik Hooker. Devin McCourty. I'm better than Malik Hooker. I don't know who that is. I think Malik Hooker's got actually a lot of potential. He's just been hurt his first two years. He does. Well, that's, that's why I'm better than him. All right. <laughs> uh, Xavier Howard versus Jason Verrett. Say that again. Xavier Howard versus Jason Verrett. I gotta go Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard from Place for the Dolphins. Yeah, him. That nigga fired. I agree with everything that y'all are saying, that's what I'm not saying. It's, oh, Jason Verrett. I'm sorry. No, that's the Chargers, Jason Verrett? Um, no. You're talking about their tight end. No, no. that's Joe Everett. Hey. Wait, no, that's the Rams. Sorry. <laughs> Who does Jason Verrett play for? The Chargers? I don't know if it's the Chargers. Can you look it up? Yeah, are you going to pay me? No, ho. What? Then I really don't want to do this. Jason Verrett. Uh, he did play for the Chargers, but now he's on the 49ers. Did that, ha- did that happen this year? Must have. Yeah, he played for the Chargers last year. Yeah, right. yeah I'm not going to lie to you, Jason Verrett. Okay, so no, so you choosing that? Between? Jason Verrett mm-hmm. and Xavier um, Howard. Boy, I watched quite a few Dolphin games. I'm going to have to go at Howard, boy. That's fine. It is fine. That's why I said it, Chet. Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore versus Trey Waynes. Oh. Lattimore. Trey Waynes is trash. Lattimore. Lattimore. Trey Waynes is a is a is a bus. You're a bus. He's supposed to be top corners in the league. Alright, so now we're down to thirty two. Um Trey White versus Kyle Fuller. Who is Trey White? Tredavious White, corner for the Buffalo Bills. Fire. Tredavious Tredavious White. He was the one that Gronk uh forearm to the back of the helmet. 
Yeah, he deserved all that. Tredavious White. <laughs> Who you got, Bills? White. That's that's a first ballot Hall of Fame. Don't ever disrespect Grant like that again. <laughs> yeah, you have him moving on. <laughs> uh, AJ Bouye versus Stefan Gilmore. AJ. Bouye. You had a good year, Stefan. Bouye. Yeah, but let's not get carried away. Uh, Eric Berry versus Marcus Peters. Healthy, I'm going to take Peters. 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 Uh, Eric Reed versus Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty. Eric Reed. I'm sorry, I'll take that back. No. I'm going to do Devin McCourty. I'm going to do Eric Reed. Hashtag I'm a cap. Uh, question mark. Uh, Keanu Neal versus Derwin James. Derwin James. I'm going to go Keanu Derwin Neal. James. Okay. <laughs> Derwin fucking James. Pro bowler. I feel you. Uh, Landon Collins versus Minka Fitzpatrick. Landon. Minka. I'm going to go Landon. Y'all try Minka. <laughs> Earl Thomas versus Tyron Matthew. Earl. Earl. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Honey Badger, but I'm not, I haven't seen LSU Honey Badger in a minute. I, I low-key, before he said Badger, I thought he was calling you Honey Nose. Yeah, I was about to be like, oh, so sweet. Uh, nah, he's straight. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey versus Jamal Adams. Jalen Ramsey. Agreed. Agreed. Niggas don't even want to give Jamal Adams Jalen Ramsey. I can see it. Niggas, we, why does I, why do I feel like we don't want Jalen Ramsey to win this? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how things shake out. What did he say? He said, "Why are we? Why are we? Like we don't want." Or he said, "What did you say? Why?" Uh, want Jalen to win. The way our tones are when it comes to yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I ain't gonna say it so much that we don't want him to win. I just think that you know. He gets a lot of hype. Yeah, we just don't like. We're just not a fan of the hype. We we, We, we think about humbling him a little bit. We know, we know he's really good. Yeah, he's good. He's straight. But we just don't want to be like everybody else who's just like. Everybody, 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 this is my, I think this is the corner in me, and I've got to say Pat P. All right, well, the Raider in me is going to Marcus Joyner. Hey! He was waiting for that. You know Bray Wyatt's the Raider fan? <laughs> yeah, because he's a good guy. Right. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Xavier Howard versus Xavier Rhodes. 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 Like the scholar. He's a Rhodes scholar. <clears throat> um, Marshawn Lattimore versus Jair Alexander. Marshawn, even though Alexander is so good. Though. Yeah, I'm going Marshawn. <clears throat> um, Janoris Jenkins versus Harrison Smith. <sighs> Hitman, Harrison Smith. Straight out of Florida. 
Straight out of Florida, you know what I'm Straight out of Florida. Oh, this is really hard for me. <clears throat> Can I flip a coin for myself? Yeah, dude, go for it. Because I don't know. I don't want to decide. <clears throat> Heads is Harrison. Tails is Janoris. Nah, Heads gotta be Janoris. Too late. That's all right. It was, it was Tails, Janoris Jenkins. Oh, yeah, niggas in Florida always pick Tails. <laughs> what? <laughs> saying, no, you gotta be heads. No, 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 you gotta be tough. Shut the hell up. You should annoy him. Josh, Josh Norman versus Darius Slay. Darius Slay. 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 Big play Slay. Uh, Des Bryant. Uh, Denzel Ward versus Cam Chancellor. Ward. Ward. Denzel Ward. Man, I'm sorry, Cam. Denzel Ward is the truth. Tremaine Johnson versus Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm. 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 Malcolm ain't slowing down. Eric Weddle versus Kevin Byard. Byard. I'm going to go Weddle as well. Yeah, I'll check him. Um, all right. Sweet 16. LaMarcus Joyner versus Trey White. This is nice. White. I'm going join her. It's on you, Dylan. Oh, shit. Today, <laughs> ah. Uh, which y'all pick? Who you picking else? I went with white. I feel you. <laughs> Bro, that went nice, dog. This white is that guy. <laughs> Versus Lamarcus Joyner? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. I know, I know, I know. I'm going to flip a coin, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Tails, I can't even pick. So you said heads, Joyner? Yeah, Tails, White. Okay. It's heads. Joyner moves on. Ah, Bro, what the French, bro? I don't win these things, bro. Ah. I'm sorry, Trey. Yeah. Y'all tripping, tripping. Earl Thomas versus Marcus Peters. Marcus. Earl. Marcus. When his mind is right, that nigga is the best corner in the league. Easily. Um, AJ Bouye versus Derwin James. Derwin James. Derwin. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going AJ Bouye. No, this is on you. <laughs> Bad, let it be on me. Um, <laughs> that way you win. <laughs> exactly. Um, I like this position of power. Let me soak in a little bit. Mm, it feels so good. Okay, so Bouye has been proven for a while, but Derwin had one spastastic year. I feel like Derwin could play corner, but I don't think AJ could play safety. So I'm going to have to go Derwin. All right. Damn, AJ. Just like that. Just like that. What an elite. That's like, hey, that just tells you how good this cornerback, like the DB comp, like DBs have been as a late. Oh, for real. Yeah, like, no. Dead ass. And I ain't gonna lie to you, AJ Bouye had one interception this year, and that's kind of disappointing. Yeah, he didn't have an AJ Bouye type year this year. He did not. Yeah, he don't get targets, though. No, he don't. I feel so. um, Marshawn Lattimore versus Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins. 
I had to go Jenkins, bro. Jenkins I'm going, is the engine. I'm going Marshawn. Lattimore goes through. Lattimore beat Jenkins? Are y'all serious? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, don't forget, Malcolm is kind of old, bro. All right. Marshall just did just come off a rookie of the year, most picks in the league. All right. I feel like this next one's going to be easy for us. Eric Reed versus Janoris Jenkins. Janoris. Jack Rabbit. I'm going to say Jack Rabbit. Jack Rabbit. It's not as easy as it sounds. It's They're not. Really it's just Eric, right. Reed, Eric Reed just ain't, ain't got it all. Straight out of Florida. Yet. That's why I be feeling bad about these corner safety battles. I feel like corners ended up end up. I mean, then again, there uh, Derwin James did just beat AJ Bouye. I think Dallas. safety. I think Janoris is a safety. Janoris he moved to safety, but he was a corner. Uh, he moved to safety. He a corner. I feel like safeties that have the ability to play corner will always win these competitions because they play. They can play both, and and, and there's a lot of corners who can't. I mean, there's a lot of safeties who can't play corner. That's why it hurts because a lot of safeties just play center field. Where you got guys who can play center field and go guard somebody and go head up. When you have a free safety that can go man-to-man, your defense can do whatever you want. You can blitz whoever you want. Have you seen seen Janoris Jenkins' highlight tape from Florida? Have you seen Janoris Jenkins' highlight tape, period? Yeah, he's fine. He's nasty. But his Florida Florida mixtape is stupid. Ridiculous. Yeah. But that's why Janoris is moving on. Um... (laughs) Landon Collins versus Xavier Rhodes. Oh, my God. I'm going to say Xavier Rhodes. I'm going to say Landon Collins because he does it all. I'm going to say Xavier Rhodes. That's fine. I like Xavier Rhodes a lot. Um, Denzel Ward versus Darius Slay. Versus Darius over Slay? Yeah, I know Ward, bro. Whoa. Ward is a better hitter than Slay. I, I did not see that coming, not going to lie to y'all. Denzel Ward is here right now. He's here. I feel you. He is here. Slay is a ball now. hawk, but Ward does it all. Oh, damn. I even wrote Slay. That's how much. That's how shocked I am right now. He's here yeah, now. Yeah, you need to change that, big dog. Whoa. All right. Uh, Jalen Ramsey versus Eric Weddle. Jalen. Jalen. All right, guys, we're on the elite. We're on the elite eight. That really hurt. Yeah, a few of these have hurt me. Um, Lamarcus Joyner versus Xavier Rhodes. Uh, I gotta go Rhodes. I'm going Rhodes. Yeah, I would have went Rhodes too. Marcus, I mean, I bet he was gonna want some lockdown shit this year for real. Marcus Peters versus Marshawn Lattimore. Oh, I was waiting for this matchup. This matchup here. <laughs> I had a feeling this matchup was going to pull up eventually, bro, because these are the same nigga. <laughs> these are the same nigga, bro. They're two of the same. They're the exact same person. That's freaking wild. I'm going to say just based off of their mental. I'm gonna say Marshawn Lattimore. Mm. Interesting. What say you? You said what? No, I'm saying what Buddha say. Uh. <sighs> what say you? 
I personally, between Lattimore and Peters, and we're talking about right now. Let's say it at the same time on the count of three. All right. One, two, three. Lattimore. Lattimore. Nice. There we go. I know I fuck with y'all for a reason. <laughs> it's crazy. You know what's crazy about this, though? We're saying this, and Marcus Peters has 22 career interceptions. Yeah, I know. Well, the reason why I say that is because Peters is super aggressive, and that's really what hurts him. Is he's yeah. super aggressive, and I know these coaches be telling him about that, and he don't listen anyway. He's the modern day. He's the modern day of Asante. Literally. All right, um, Jalen Ramsey versus Janoris Jenkins. And he worked twenty-two. He might have fucked around and wanted this on twenty-two for Asante Samuel. You said what? Ramsey versus Janoris. Ramsey. <laughs> I got. I gotta go, Ramsey. Straight out of Florida, fuck Jalen Ramsey on this one. <laughs> All right, and then a battle of the rookie upsets. Up, getting AJ out of here, getting uh, Darius Slay out of here. We have Derwin James versus Denzel Ward. Ooh, yes. Denzel Ward. <sighs> Man, Derwin James is so good though. Denzel Ward, bro. All right. Denzel, Denzel Ward. Ward. We had our... If Denzel Ward played safety, he'd have 11 picks a year. Yeah. I feel you. Um, The final four. Xavier Rhodes versus Denzel Ward. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Denzel Ward. I'm not going to say Xavier Rhodes when he's healthy. Mind you, he hasn't played the last two years healthy, and he's still up there. So I'm going to go I'm gonna go Rhodes. It's on you, bro. Flip a coin if you don't know it. No. Um, I'm, I'm going to go Rhodes only because... He dropped the phone. <laughs> only because uh, Ward had one season. I need this. At this point, I got to see more than okay. just one season of it. Okay. So, so, I'm sorry. And then we have Marshawn Lattimore versus Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. I mean, I, what the frick, man? Yeah, Ramsey, whatever. Lattimore is a beast, though. I almost wanted to send my vote. If you're, if you're picking a team right now, who are you taking? After the last season, Lattimore. I'm not even talking last season because you have to take the whole team into account. I'm talking Lattimore. as far as skill set. Lattimore. Personally. I got to go Ramsey. Yeah. This is tough. This, this is why I went to Jalen Ramsey up early on. So I didn't even have to think about this. Marshawn is 22 years old. Marshawn Lattimore, bro. There it is. I need a, I need a, I need, I need more than, I need, I need the ball back. Fair. Like my, that's, that's fair. I, I need the ball back. All right. So that means our championship, Xavier Rhodes versus Marshawn Lattimore.
Xavier Rhodes. What say you, bro? I'm going to go Latimer. Nels, it's all on you. Or if you don't know, we go flip a coin. And this is the award. It's between Lattimore and Rhodes. Denzel Ward. <laughs> if y'all would have let Denzel Ward be Xavier Rhodes, it would have been Denzel Ward. Who would you have chosen in that one? Denzel Ward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Marshawn, man. Marshawn Lattimore, he did that. He's the winner. That boy is good. He don't see much targets anymore, and he still makes great plays. There's a award. Marshawn Lattimore is the winner. There's a award. Of the secondary battle. There's a award. Next week we'll do uh, linebackers. All right, fair. All right, so... Underrated Bars of Fame. I have something very interesting for you guys. Wait, now, do you do y'all believe anybody is better than the person that ended up winning? Do I believe like for this for this bracket? It's not, so hard. Not, it's nece- so hard not to necessarily say. because um, of the because the bra- the way the bracketing is made, it, it makes it difficult for other people to get on. That's what I'm saying, but like who I ask you. Because honestly, what I what I think is the best the best corners were definitely in that elite eight. I think like it's between yeah. Marcus Peters, Marshawn Lattimore, Denzel Ward, and Xavier Rhodes, um, and Erwin James. I think it just matters on who goes against who. Yeah. Personally, I think the guys I think the guys who are at the top are definitely at the top. Huh? We should have did half. We should have did half the bracket safeties, half the bracket corners. So there's, like, not enough, there's not enough safeties, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, what, that's what it was. Like, you got, like, a good, you got, like, a good, like, 10 to 15. But in all but in all fairness, though, Marshawn Lattimore is one of the few players on that bracket that could play safety and corner and play it well, in my opinion. Him, Denzel Ward, Derwin James are definitely guys who can play safety and corner. Mm-hmm. And play it well. So, that's that. I thought I thought Harrison Smith could have gone deeper. I like Harrison Smith. I said Harrison Smith. Yeah. Y'all, y'all outvoted me. I thought Harrison Smith was gonna make a hell of far the hitman. But um. Yeah, bro. So underrated bars of fame. I got a juicy for y'all. It's literally just one verse. It's T.I.'s verse on Hello, Good Morning, a song by Dirty Money featuring Diddy. Hello, good morning. So, T.I. starts with, hello, good morning, how you doing, what the move is. Welcome to the future, I'm the captain of the cool kids. The revolution's never been televised, great booty, better thighs, I want to tell her bye. First I tell her hi, then I give her one to let her fly. Never tell a lie. The night you couldn't find a better guy. King shit, fly to anywhere you get seen with. Gangster distinguished, cool as a penguin. 
Got a team of them. Honey, feel free to bring with G5 Waiting Flyway at my convenience. You seen Tip checking in a five-star suite with some five-star freaks getting hot all week. Catch me in the V. I was in the back when y'all sleep. In a fast car. Super bad, bra, back seat. That's me. See, I'm nothing nice. Fuck a couple nights. See, the moon say goodbye in the sun, greeting us like, hello. Good morning. Underrated bars of fame. T.I., hello, good morning. He snapped. Why you chose that one? Why I chose that as underrated bars of fame? Yeah. Um. Well, I heard the song randomly like a couple of weeks ago. And I really listened to it, and I was like, yo, T.I.'s rhyme sequencing and the things that he was saying in that in that verse, we never really talk about it, ever. Like, nobody ever says, hey, you know what I know what's a good T.I. verse? Like, we always talk about the obvious songs that he snapped on. But that verse, yeah, I think, is one of his better lyrical outputs ever. And it's short, sweet, to the point, and I mean, he literally, like, like if you listen to how he does it, it's like, is he's talking to you. Like, hello, good morning, how you doing, what the move is, welcome to the future, I'm the captain of the cool kids, the revolution, never been televised, great booty, better thighs, I want to tell a bye, first I tell a hi, then I give a one and let it fly, never tell a lie, now you couldn't find a better guy, king shit, fly to anywhere you get seen with, gangster distinguished, cool as a penguin, got a team of them, honey, feel free to bring with, G5 waiting fire away at my convenience, you seem to, check in in a five-star suite with some five-star freaks, getting hot all week, catch me in the V, I was in the back when y'all was asleep, in a fast car, super bad, Broad back seat. That's me. See, I'm nothing nice. Fuck a couple nights. See the moon say goodbye in the sun, greeting us like. And it's like it almost seems like he did that in one full motion and then walked out. And I was like, all right, child boys, just send me my check. <laughs> he snapped. And Rick Ross verse was nice too, but I mean T.I. snapped. You know who got a lot of bars? Twenty one Savage do got a lot of bars. I need a I need a Ross album this year. You know what my favorite two lines from Twenty One is what? Twenty One. In bikini bottom, I'm with Sandy. Well, we said, well, we said drinking water bread. I was thinking maybe. <laughs> Why you take that face? <laughs> You're so dumb. You're so dumb. All right, man. In bikini think, bottom, think... I'm with Sandy. Yeah, but we should keep on drinking all the brandy. Yeah. Ooh, that's the brightest line alive. <laughs> You so trash. So I think Brandy, get it? We yeah. Yeah, we, we, we got, got it. it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Um, I think we don't got no time for fan mail because nah, the bracket took long, way yeah. too long. So I wasn't here. Y'all still didn't do fan mail. No. Nope. Yeah, bro. We waiting for you to come back. So anyway, Buddha, if they want to send us more fan mail, where can they send it to? Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail dot com. What about on Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Oh, yeah. The music is on right now. We appreciate y'all for listening to us, man. Y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast, but you're listening to us, and we appreciate that. Just keep giving us these listens, and we'll keep giving you the good content that you're looking for week in and week out. And that's just how we do. We out of here. Yeah, bye, host. Weezy out of here. Yeah, Weezy out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all little scatterwatch. Yeah. Keep some money in my pocket if you wanna blow it. I don't save any women cause I ain't feeling heroic. I mean, I try to save a couple, but they back on this shit. So instead of wasting my time, I said I'm calling it quits. I put my work in my hand, can't put my faith in no man.